All right, team, bit of a pre-show chat, but a uh, bit of an interesting one this week because uh, you're stuck with me, Dan. Uh, we've got quite a few troops down this week, but I love these episodes, one-on-one where I get to sit down with our listeners and talk all things NFL. And uh, I don't know about you, but things are starting to get quite exciting um, as the game starts to heat up. Now, this week, the question I've got here looking at the run sheet is, uh, well, talking about that Hall of Fame game that we all just watched uh, you know, last weekend against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it may not go down in the history books as one of the best games that, uh, you know, you've ever seen. But, you know, it's obviously as we expected where both teams, um, you know, have an opportunity to play, you know, some of their backups and uh, the backups to the backups and really test out the depth of their squad. The Las Vegas Raiders getting the job done, 27 points to 11, defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um yeah, some some key takeaways um, for myself comes from the Jag side. Our number one pick, uh, Trayvon Walker, um, yeah, had some very very special moments. There's obviously been some clips that have been um, in and around social media, but um, you know that that arm length is going to be an absolute problem in this league. So, you know, it's again, it's just one game. It's the preseason of the preseason, but. Yeah, fans got to be feeling uh, pretty good about uh, about Trayvon. Um, you know, a couple of other players that caught my eye, Arden Key uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, a very uh, talented, disruptive uh, defensive player. F- there for the Raiders, um, he stood out to me as well. He's a guy who, um, you know, had a couple of sacks there to um, to sort of finish out the game, and um, yeah, had some had some really good moments. Um, some other ones was, uh, you know, again, this is my New England Patriot bias uh, coming in. Uh, Stiddy, Jared Stidham, uh, getting an opportunity to um, come in and share some snaps with uh, with Mullins, but. You know, showed a couple of wheels, had a bit of a rushing touchdown and uh, finished with 8, eight of uh, 15 for 96 yards um, and, again, had that rushing touchdown. So that's uh, that's another takeaway there for the Raiders. And uh, the other one was Josh Jacobs, just that he's fit, he's healthy. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see what the season looks like for Jacobs and how he deals with this situation. I get it. You know, you're preaching to the converted when it comes to not paying running backs, but... Yeah, this is this is a very interesting situation where they're getting him to play out this season, and uh, yeah, it looks sharp. Uh, only had five runs, as you'd expect, thirty yards. Um, you know, he 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 looked uh, he looked pretty pretty good there. Look, you know, obviously it's not panic stations for the Jacksonville Jaguars at the moment. You know, hardly any of their starters got an opportunity there, but good to see the number one pick have a couple of good moments. And the Raiders, you know, they're a team that have struggled with injuries in the past. So if they do have to rely on some of these backup players, um, they showed a little bit in this game. But uh, there we go. That's the Hall of Fame game done and dusted. We'll obviously roll into more preseason games. How good is it that the football is back? Cannot wait. But uh, all right, guys, let's dive into the show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NFL show, season two, episode 28. My name is Dan Frost, and usually I'm supported here by the best panel in the business, but tonight, 
got quite a few troops down. We got Alex, who's overseas in America, um, away on work. So yeah, hopefully Alex is catching a couple of uh, games of NFL while she's over there. Uh, to Riley, um, you know, an incredible uh, effort and a massive shout out to the Australian Women Gridiron team, who part of the World Championships World Cup went over there and did their thing. Um, and in, in a, and one of the most historic moments for the sport, they were able to get that, um, you know, finally get a win on the board there against Sweden in that last game, uh, seven seven zip. But uh, congratulations to Riley um, being part of, you know, what was an historic moment for this country for the sport. Um, yeah, very much proud of all of the players that went over there and represented Australia there in Finland. Um, did a did a fantastic job. And to our other queue, uh, crew, uh, Laura and Lara, they'll be back with us next week. Just um, a little bit crook at the moment. So you stuck with me, but as I mentioned. I love this, getting to sit down, talk all things NFL with our listeners. And tonight we've got a couple of, um, yes, yeah, some pretty pretty special teams that we'll be focusing in, focusing in on when it comes to the huddle. So, uh, yeah, let's dive into it. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. All right, team, this week on the huddle, we're talking all things Tampa Bay Buccaneers after finishing 13 and 4 uh, last season. Um, certainly had one of the most. Well, one of the most controversial off-seasons that we've seen in a very long time. They've definitely been in and around the media. You know, very interesting situation. We all lived it, breathed it. Where Tom Brady, um, after an incredible, historic ro- uh, run, out and out the GOAT, um, rocking the GOAT T-shirt here tonight as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, Tom Brady announced his retirement and you know, the wheels started to fall off very, very quickly when it comes to the Bucks, the, the betting markets. A lot of people were sort of looking at their situation and saying, well, you know, where where to from here? You know, you looked at some of the free agents that were out there in the market as well, and, you know, it was uh, it was looking a little bit bleak for, for the Bucks. But, you know, what we what we were then able to learn was that there was, um, you know, a fair bit of politics, uh, things that are happening behind the scenes where, you know, Brady was, you know, not exactly happy with the uh, the head coaching, um, you know, situation. And uh, yeah, let's 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 dive in and talk a little bit about that. So, you know, quite recently, obviously, it's come out that um, the Miami Dolphins and Tom Brady were having, um, you know, some conversations about him making the move over to Miami, um, and also as part of that you know, getting the opportunity to, um, you know, get get some ownership as well. So, uh, you know, that was all happening behind the scenes without us really uh, knowing much about it. But, you know, that fell through when obviously all of the court case came through with the blind Brian Flores situation. What does this all mean? Well, you know, Tom Brady, he'd had enough of Bruce Arians. I, I think, you know, the writing was on the wall there. You know, he was looking for other opportunities, but, you know, I think... You know, at the end of the day, he was able to go back to that organization and say, look, you know, this season, it's, it's not looking so good for you. I still want to go out and do this thing, but uh, BA's got to go. So I think, you know, regardless of, of how it was spun, you know, Brady definitely had BA moved um, up up to the uh, up to the front office. And um, yeah, Tom Brady decides to, to sign on for yet another year. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how you know, the Buccaneers tackled this year. Todd Bowles gets another opportunity as a head coach. So I think that's going to be a really interesting situation. Obviously, he's had a previous stint there for the New York Jets. 
you know, I don't think anyone has been historically successful there. Um, they've been an absolute basket case. So, you know, it's a good opportunity for Todd Bowles, good opportunity for um, Tom Brady as well. Not that he needs to add any more rings um, to his CV, but, you know, taking a bit of a look at the Bucks, you know, they find themselves in a really interesting situation. Uh, no Gronkowski, um, you know, for me, I think if they're in contention uh, towards the back end of the year, I, I think, uh, you know, Brady will be able to pick up the pick up the phone and Gronk might sort of come out of retirement. But, yeah, I think, um, I think you know, obviously Gronkowski retiring is a little bit of a hit. Um, looking past um, Brady as well, just to have a quick look at some of their backup um, quarterback depth. You know, Blaine Gabbert, we know Blaine. We know, we know what he's uh, capable of and, and some, of his, uh, some of his faults. And young Kyle Trask, who... You know, there was a lot of diehard Bucks fans that, you know, had a little bit of faith in Kyle, but, you know, obviously hasn't quite been able to show enough there. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how all of this works because, in my opinion, this will be Brady's last year. I know we keep saying it, but, you know, for me, um, I, I think this is probably going to be the it, probably going to be it. So it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks plan for the future. You know, are they able to see a little bit more of Kyle at, at different stages throughout the year? Probably not. Brady's not one to share snaps. But, um, yeah, what does the future look like for the Bucks? Because this Brady show can't continue forever. And, uh, yeah, interesting to see he avoided that fine too after the whole Miami Dolphins uh, debacle. Uh, looking through the rest of their squad, um, their ability to run the football, really important. Leonard Fournette obviously bombed out at the Jags, but, you know, showed a little bit of something-something at the Bucks under the leadership of Tom Brady. Really disappointing to hear that he has um, battled some weight issues. I know Tom Brady will be very disappointed about the shape that Lenny, playoff Lenny, uh, returned to camp. So, you know, that's something that he's going to have to correct as well uh, because, you know, he really is going to be a big part of what they do. And, you know, one of the things that Brady loves, one of the things that Brady really needs at this point in his career is um, a team that can run the football. So, uh, yeah, going to be really interesting to see if Lenny can, uh, yeah, rip off that weight and uh, and, and do some things. Uh, Rashad White's there, Kashawn Vaughn, but, um, yeah, again, it's uh, the running game's a little bit suspect there for the, for the Bucks. Moving over now to the wide receivers, and uh, yes, no, Antonio uh, Brown, all of that uh, history has gone. What a debacle that was. But, you know, this was previously one of the strengths of this football team, the wide receiving core. Um, but again, injuries have not been kind to the Bucks. Chris Godwin, obviously, he is recovering from a pretty serious injury, and he's going to miss a little bit of time. Mike Evans recently picked up a little bit of a hamstring injury as well. You know, they've gone out and uh, they've spent... A little bit of cash, a tiny little bit of cash on Julio Jones. Um, but, you know, Julio, he's not the Julio of old. So, you know, limited snaps, limited games, his ability to get through a 17-game season, you know, I, I think that's long past. So that's going to be interesting. So, you know, this goes back to what Brady has made his name. You know, the, the old story goes that Brady can pull, you know, anyone from 7-Eleven, um, you know, these random receivers from Sheboygan, um, Chattanooga and uh, and turn them into superstars and that's kind of what he's tried to do in previous seasons you know, Tyler Johnson Cyril Grayson Scotty Miller um, and there's a couple of younger kids who were sitting in behind that you know these kids they're really going to have to step up because um, you know they're some of their top receivers will be injured so uh, Russell Gage him moving over um, you know to the Bucks um, from Atlanta I think that's probably their saving grace it's going to be really interesting to track the preseason and just to see that connection that um, that a 
player such as Gage can build with Brady because regardless of name, regardless of salary, if you're not in the spot that you need to be, if Brady does not trust you, he is not going to throw you the football. So, um, yeah, Russell Gage and Brady's combination, that's going to be a really important one uh, for this offense. Uh, Looking at the tight end room, yeah, no Gonkowski. uh, You know, that's okay. Obviously, he wasn't a 17-game contributor either. You know, he had his periods. He had his big moments, obviously, with that Super Bowl run. But what does it look like now? You know, Cameron Brait, um, you know, a talented young tight end uh, in his own right. And Kyle Rudolph comes in as a little bit of a veteran there. But, uh, again... Brady likes to, um, you know, likes to have some, um, you know, some high quality tight ends there to give him um, some different op- options there in offense. So again, is this the year of Cameron Brait? It's a lot of pressure to put on a young tight end, but um, you know he's really going to have to step up. Uh, looking at the offensive line, um, you know, things are looking a little bit different here for the Bucks as well. Um, you know, this is something that has been spoken about a little bit, but uh, again, the injury to their center in Ryan Jensen that is. A big blow. Uh, that is definitely a big blow. So, you know, it's going to give some younger guys an opportunity. But, um, again, I guess the only saving grace for the Bucks is it happened at the, in the early stages of camp. But, uh, yeah, definitely definitely something that the Bucks, definitely something that Brady at, uh, I want to joke and say, 55 years of age, definitely didn't need. But, you know, again, I'm, I am expecting big things from the right side of their offensive line. Shaq Mason comes in from my beloved New England Patriots. Um, that guy's a pro, has a really good relationship with Tom Brady. I think he's going to be a good player. And Tristan Wirfs, um, out and out, one of the best tackles in the game. So if he can continue to improve, um, hopefully um, that can be a big part of the Bucks. Uh, flipping it over now to the defense and you know this is where you know the Bucks ultimately won their Super Bowl um, but you know there were some players that have aged out a little bit and the defense is going to look look a little bit differently this year but you know picking out some of the um, some of our favorites uh, Vitavea you know the, the guy is a is a man mountain um, he is an out-and-out superstar Akeem Hicks on the edge there he'll be one to watch their linebackers you know, this is something where you know it is a little bit of a strength of the of the Bucks, um, and and definitely a position group that are really going to need to step up, especially under Todd Bowles as a coach. I really feel like this is something that could really um, elevate the Bucks. So Devin White there, um, we know what he's able to produce, and Levante David, uh, a very very special player. Um, looking at their secondary, yeah. And, it's a secondary that has a lot of potential. Um, Anton Winfield Jr. Um, has has had his moments, has flashed, but will again be looking for a big season. Um, Carton Davis um, will be there as well. So there we go. There's a little bit of a rundown of the of the depth chart of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that will be certainly looking to compete um, this year. And look, Brady, anytime he laces the boots, he's looking to, to, to win a Super Bowl. No sitting on the fence when it comes to these predictions, when we sit down and preview the huddle. Um, look, 13 and four, that's a very difficult, uh, that's a difficult um, record to beat from the previous season. For me, I think the only saving grace for the Bucks this year, because I feel like, in definitely in different parts of their of their roster, I think they have taken a little bit of step back. There's going to be a lot of pressure on some of their their young rookies to take a step up. Um, on the defensive line, they have drafted Logan Hall. They've uh, gone guard Rashad White. We spoke about in that running back position. They've got a young tight end in the in the fourth round, Kate Otten. Some of these younger players are really going to have to are going to have to step up. No sitting on the fence. Um, look in the NFC South, coming up against. Some teams that I think will struggle, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, I think that's going to be a good position. 
I'm going to go 13 wins. I, I I think, you know, I've I've learned over the years to not bet against Tom Brady, but I just feel like it's 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 going to be a little bit different, uh, a little bit difficult this year. Definitely 11 wins, but those last couple of wins, let's just give them to Tom Brady being uh, being the uh, being the goat, doing something a little bit different. But uh, yeah, going to be really interesting to see how it all comes together for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, team. Well, let's move it over now to our next feature team, and it is. Again, you think about all the storylines that exist in and around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tom Brady effect. Well, we flip it over now to the Green Bay Packers. And uh, again, you talk about noisy off-seasons. Well, any team that has Aaron Rodgers involved is certainly going to be that and uh, so much more. Aaron Rodgers, um, where do we start? Obviously, the the new relationships with... um, yeah, obviously got a bit of a new relationship there and has recently come out and spoken about his experiences with cycle, um, uh, with, with some of the, uh, the, the psychedelic, psychedelic, am I saying that right? Psychedelic drugs um, has kind of helped him um, with his recent performances. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a weird cat. He's a weird individual. And I feel like there were, you know, under a different ownership model, uh, things probably would have looked a little bit different for Aaron Rodgers. I felt like because the the Green Bay Packers, they're owned by the local community, it's a little bit different situation. But, you know, they tried to win back control. They tried to go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Jordan Love, and it just didn't work. But, you know, when you take a step back and you reflect on that whole situation, I really feel like, yes, that was a burnt pick in Jordan Love, but it did motivate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was not playing at the level he played at recently, um, you know, during that time. So, look, if that's what it took to burn a draft pick, so be it because, um, you know, he's definitely – it's definitely lit a fire underneath him. But definitely some concerns in and around the playoffs, the drama, the vaccine situation, the lying, the ego, the weirdness, the the psychedelic drugs, the – it's a very different situation. And, you know – at the end of the day, there's a lot of fans out there that say, yeah, all of that's just noise. Forget about all that. You know, assess him as a player on the field. But, you know, that nonsense that comes from Aaron Rodgers leads to challenges. I mean, Devontae Adams has come out and said, look, you know, he probably would have stayed in Green Bay had he known what Aaron Rodgers would do in that longer term. You know, he just didn't have any confidence that Aaron Rodgers would be sticking around. I'm the same. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is just looking for a positive final chapter. Obviously, if he wins a Super Bowl, he's out of here. But potentially, you know, even if it's a dramatic loss in, in a late playoff run, I, I think Aaron Rodgers would, would take that opportunity. He's just looking to, you know, finish his career in a positive light. So for someone like Devontae Adams, when you've got someone who's a little bit flaky, as Rodgers is, he's already said he's not going to play to Brady's age. Devontae Adams, you know, obviously, um, yeah, taking taking the money with the Raiders going back to his, um, you know, college teammate there in Derek Carr. So, look, that's a huge blow for this football team, the Green Bay Packers, um, losing Devonta Adams. You know, the joke was that, you know, the Green Bay refused to uh, draft a receiver for Aaron Rodgers, and now he's lost his best one. So you look at their receiving core, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, you know, the pressure on young Christian Watson, who they drafted, is going to be unbelievable. Randall Cobb. Um, Amari Rogers, who was you know the little slot receiver from Clemson that they drafted a couple of years ago. Yeah, we're going to see, you know, how good is Aaron Rodgers? You know what, you know, he's a great player. 
Absolutely. But I'm just not sure about his ability to build those interpersonal relationships with his receivers, you know. You know, the, the, the situation with him and Devontae Adams, Devontae, it took quite a few years for him to build that combination and that trust. But it's to Green Bay's detriment. I mean, there were periods even last year in the playoffs where, you know, he just kept trying to find Devontae even though Lazard and others were open and, you know, things could have looked a little bit differently for the Packers. I think this is a really big test of Aaron Rodgers' leadership. Can he sit down with some of these younger receivers, some of these older receivers, and build these combinations and share the football around because, you know, the only way that uh, Green Bay's receiving core is going to be anywhere near up to scratch is, um, yeah, receiving core by committee. Um, Everyone's going to have to contribute a little bit because there certainly, in my opinion, isn't an out-and-out star receiver there. Uh, Flipping it over to the running game, look, this is definitely going to have to be, um, you know, something that the Green Bay Packers rely on heavily. Um, Aaron Jones, we know know his skill, we know his ability. You guys know that I'm very much down on running backs in terms of paying them too much money and waiting for that decline because it absolutely will happen. I just feel like Aaron Jones, he's in that right stage of his career where I feel like we've still got another couple of productive years. So, look, I think... Green Bay, they're going to be forced to run him into the ground and get as much value as they possibly can out of Aaron Jones. Very, very talented player and uh, one to watch out for. Fantasy football um, fanatics out there um, probably shouldn't be taking advice from me because, um, yeah, my record in fantasy isn't that great. But Aaron Jones obviously um, is a, is a, is someone who's going to be very, very productive. Another player that's going to be productive from a running back and a rushing perspective is A.J. Dillon. Very much a different type of player, someone that comes in in that red zone. And, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's a different beast. Uh, certainly someone that can get a few rushing touchdowns there. Again, another fantasy option, but um, you know that little one-two punch of Jones and Dylan—it's worked out pretty well for the Packers over the last couple of years, and something to um, something to watch. Uh, looking our way through, no out-and-out superstars when it comes to the tight end position. We've got Robert Tonyan, who you know is still coming back from um, a little bit of an injury there, but yeah, no out-and-out superstars when it comes to the tight end position, which makes the issues in and around the receiving core even more scary. Uh, looking at the uh, looking at the offensive line, David Bakhtiari, obviously one of the best left tackles in the game, but just you know has struggled. Um, you know, obviously with injuries. You know, obviously for Rogers, he's going to need a lot more time in the pocket. Um, Pay close attention to. David, this season, Bakhtiari, you know, obviously he's going to come back. He's going to be a really important part of, um, you know, protecting Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, he's got to get through all these games. He's got to be a 17-game player, that's for sure. And it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Um, You know, they're they're playing it cautiously with him during the preseason, as you would expect. All right, the defensive side of the ball. Look, for me, I really feel like this is the strength of the Green Bay Packers, and they are definitely going to have to bring it this year because, um, yeah, there are there are some issues in and around the defense. Um, I want to go straight to the secondary, Jair Alexander, um, one of my favorite players there in the cornerback position. Um, they also have a lot of talent there. Um, you know, some, some underestimated players there in the secondary, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, um, yeah, look, in my opinion, there's a lot of talent there in the secondary. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out on those players. Um, But again, you know, what Green Bay Packer fans want to see and what is going to keep them in uh, what I think is going to be a season of very close games is going to be their pass rush. Can some of these players um, get to the quarterback and, and apply some pressure? Um, Rashawn Gary, I, I feel like, you know, he's a player who's really coming on. Quay Walker, 
Um, you know, again, let's talk a little bit about his selection. He was their round one pick, pick 22, linebacker out of Georgia. Love that pick. I feel like that's, um, you know, Green Bay Packers, it would have been, you know, there would have been a, you know, a a lot of conversations about trying to get that high-level receiver. But where they were picking at pick 22, probably felt like they couldn't get value there. So, look, they've probably they've sacrificed a little bit on the offensive side, but they've definitely won, um, you know, when it comes to the defense. So, Quay Walker, one to watch there in the linebacking position. They picked up Devontae White with pick 28 as well. Another DT out of Georgia. Um, hell of a player. Um, but, again, Christian Watson... Young kid, that wide receiver um, puts a lot of pressure pressure on him. But you know, look back to back to the defense. Um, a couple other players, Preston Smith. We know about his um, quality as well. Another player to keep an eye out, Kenny Clark, and a few others. But definitely the strength of the Green Bay Packers is their defense. The other thing we want to quickly talk about when it comes to the Packers, Matt Lafleur, just giving him a little bit of love. Look, you know he's come in, he's had Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, um, he's had some really successful campaigns, but obviously they are in absolute win now mode. So, you know it's it, it's do or die because once Aaron Rodgers walks out the door, it's going to be really interesting to see what this franchise looks like moving forward. This isn't a big market. This is Green Bay. Um, but no sitting on the fence when it comes to our predictions. Uh, last year, Green Bay Packers 12-5 and five in the division. Um, it's time to predict. Look, for me, again, it's going to be the division that saves the Packers a little bit as well. Chicago um, throwing out a little bit of shade to Riley and Alex, who I know will be listening to this. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who I think will have a better season this year. Um, and in my opinion, I think they're probably going to win this division. And the Detroit Lions, who I think they're going to be a little bit tougher than what a lot of people expect. But because of the weakness in the division, I think that's going to give the Green Bay a little bit of an inflated record. Um, look, I'm going to give them 11 wins. Um, you know, I kind of feel like they're on par with the Bucks in terms of being an 11-win team. I gave the Bucks a couple more wins because of the Tom Brady um, effect. But look, Aaron Rodgers, me and him are never going to see eye to eye. I just think the intangibles, his ability to build relationships off the field with some of these younger receivers, you know, this is it. You know, he's you know he's 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 got to make it happen this year. He definitely doesn't have as much talent as what he did last year. It's going to be really interesting to see. But there's our predictions. There's my predictions um, when it comes to Tampa and Green Bay. Probably about eleven wins. Bucks might sneak it a little bit more. Am I right? Am I wrong? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, hit us up on the social on the socials. Let me know. Uh, let me know what you think the record's going to be. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation going about what has been a really weird and wonderful um, off-season when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. All right, well, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is sitting in closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, well, we don't like to uh, talk injuries, but it's that time of year where we are keeping an eye on the preseason. Um, and, yeah, look, some of these injuries have not been kind. So that's kind of the something we're looking at at the moment is, you know, what are the, what are the preseason inju- injuries looking like for your team? And the biggest one at the moment, Tim Patrick, his season is officially over after suffering an ACL injury. Look, it is, it is challenging, absolutely no doubt. Um, I laughed, I scoffed at the um, trade package that Seattle – received uh, from Denver to get Russell Wilson over, um, you know, losing Noah Fant, quality tight end. But, you know, you look at some of the depth there and the offense that they were able to maintain 
you know, Denver, they're going to be a serious football team. But losing Tim Patrick definitely hurts. I still feel like they'll be able to get it correct. But, you know, this is where... This is the the difficult thing with um, following teams during the preseason. It's now about you know Denver Broncos keeping an eye on some of these young receivers who were you know sort of maybe not necessarily making the team or they're providing a little bit of depth. They're now going to get more and more snaps. So what does that kind of look like? So you know that's one of the biggest injuries. We spoke a little bit about um, David Bakhtiari as well. That ACL is it's it's recovering well, but they they're just easing him into it. But um, yeah, look, that's definitely one of the big things at the moment is, you know, when you've got players who missed the majority of last season, you really want to take it a little bit injury. So really interesting to see Bakhtiari, how they ease him back into things. Another player that I'm really interested to see is Travis Etienne. Um, you know, he's a player who didn't play in the Hall of Fame game, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was obviously a very high pick alongside Trevor Lawrence. They were college teammates, and that was going to be a big part of the Jaguars' offense going to be very interesting to see how they ease him back into uh, reps and keep an eye out for him, especially all of you fantasy heads out there. I think he's a guy who's going to be, um, yeah, I think he's going to be, you know, uh, very, very productive. Um, a couple of others that caught my eye, Derwin James, um, you know, he's sort of playing a few little games um, with the Chargers due to a contract dispute. Hey, how about we pay this guy? You know, he's one of the best players in the game. Um, and again, the final one is the uh, Ryan Jensen, um, which we spoke about earlier in the episode, the center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, it's still a little bit unsure how badly injured that knee is, but it's not looking good, and it's definitely going to have an impact there on the Bucks line. So there we go. We don't like to talk about it. Fingers crossed everyone stays fit and healthy, but it is important to stay across some of these injuries because it certainly can make a big difference between um, – well, it can certainly make a big difference for your, for your team season. But uh, as always – Let's keep an eye on it. Let's see how it goes. Fingers crossed everyone gets through all the preseason uh, fit and healthy, especially for my beloved New England Patriots. All right, team, we did it. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I love our one-on-one episodes where I get to sit down and talk to our listeners. We had a couple of cracking teams tonight in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can Brady do it? Can he go and win another ring? Rub salt into the wounds for us Patriot supporters. Uh, stick it to Bill Belichick. You know, it's going to, if, if he does it again, it'll be incredible because he's certainly dealing with a roster that probably isn't where it was a couple of seasons ago. And then when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, all of this nonsense around Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams, you know, can Rodgers keep this going? And um, yeah, LaFleur, can he keep his uh, regular season statistics looking as flash as they've been over the past couple of years? But can. Can they do something in the postseason? It's going to be really interesting to see. And, uh, look, it was pretty fun to throw a little bit of shade at Chicago, the Chicago Bears as well, especially when Alex is not on the show. Next week, we'll have the full crew back. Uh, To our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. It is going to be a massive season ahead. We cannot wait for it. We're We're watching our stats each and every week go through the roof. We really do appreciate your support. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.